Good morning. Just a reminder uh, for the women in the congregation, this coming Thursday, they're having a Chrismon crafting night here at the church uh, from 7 to 9 p.m., and they'll be meeting downstairs in the Undercroft. The Old Testament reading for this, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 50th chapter of Genesis. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 14th chapter of Romans. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day, observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord, and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, 
One was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A lot of people in the United States have some kind of debt. And debt can come in small ways or big ways. If a teenager is out, wants to buy something and doesn't have any money, they may borrow $10 from a friend. They are now in debt to their friend. They owe their friend $10. That's not too bad. They'll probably pay that debt off next week. Adults have different kinds of debt. If you have a credit card, you may owe money to the credit card company. Maybe you have $2,000 on that card. You pay off a little each month, But month after month, you're still in debt. You owe that credit card company, and you will, until you pay it off. If you own a home and took out a mortgage, you borrowed money from a bank or other lender. And you may owe $200,000 or more on a new home. And you promise to pay them back. But this won't be done like kids giving back $10 or slowly paying off a credit card. With a home, you'll have to work to pay that money off for maybe 20 or 30 years. These are just some of the ways we have debt in our own country. And these are all ways we owe money to other people. We are very similar to the two men in our gospel reading today. Today, Jesus told the story of a king and the people who borrowed money from this king. One day, the king wanted to get in touch with everyone who borrowed money from him. It was time to pay him back. And it seems like it was going pretty well. Some people owed the king their version of $10 and paid it back. No problem. Some people owed the king a debt of $2,000. And they paid back and off they went. And there were some with higher debts. Some people maybe owed the king the equivalent of a mortgage. Two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars. But that's okay. They knew they needed to pay the king back, so they had been saving up. But then one man was brought before the king who was different and not in a good way. 
There was a man who had racked up so much debt, it was almost unbelievable. This man owed the king 10,000 talents. Now, I know we probably have no idea how much talent is. A talent actually describes how long it would take to pay off a debt. It would be like saying you have a mortgage that will take 20 to 30 years to pay off. Well, get this. Just one talent, just one, is like a 20-year mortgage. That's just one talent. This man in our Bible reading racked up 10,000 talents. So let's put it this way. This man owed the king around $3.5 billion. That's how much he owed. He would have to work every day for over 200,000 years to pay off this debt. This man was in trouble, and he knew it. Most of us in the United States have some form of debt. We owe money to friends, owe money to credit card companies, owe money for a mortgage. But as people, as fallen creatures in this world, have you ever realized that we also owe someone else? We owe God. We may never have thought of it this way, that we can owe God, but we have a debt And that debt needs to be paid back to God. He created us and ordered us to follow him. But we don't always follow like we should. Not perfectly. Because of that, we owe him. God wrote the Ten Commandments to show how we're to live. That's what we owe God. We're to follow them. We owe God the privilege of being the only one in our life that we truly fear, love, and trust above everything else. We owe God that devotion from our hearts. But we're all in debt because we've all failed to do that. We're also supposed to worship God faithfully every week. That's what we owe. But we're in debt. We failed to do that also. We pledge to honor mother and father. We owe this to them. We're called not to murder either in body or even in our hearts by hating someone. That's what we owe to God and our neighbor. But we're in debt because we've all failed to do that. And when it comes to sexual purity, God has given us our bodies and minds that are to love our spouses only and only when that spouse is given in marriage. But how many times have we broken this, either in body or in our hearts? How many times have we lusted? We're in debt a lot. And the one we owe is God. Do you remember that man in our gospel reading? The one who owed the king three and a half billion dollars? If he tried to pay it back, it would take 200,000 years to pay off that debt was too much. He couldn't do it. But an even bigger debt is what we owe to God. Just think about that load of debt we have. How are we supposed to pay that back? What do we do? 
Does this mean we pay God back every second of our lives from this moment on with perfect devotion? Maybe if we give God a perfect mind and perfect heart every second of every minute, give God perfect love and devotion every hour of every day, maybe then we can pay off that debt. Can we really pay back what we owe to God by loving and trusting Him perfectly every year of every decade? Maybe then we can pay God back what we owe Him. Is that even possible? No. It isn't. We're like that man who owes three and a half billion dollars. It's impossible. And in fact, we're in worse shape than he is. And when that man who owed three and a half billion dollars is standing there, he's looking at the king and he's realizing he's lost. He can't do this. There's no hope for him. There's no way he can pay back all that he owes this king. It's impossible. And it's true. It is impossible for that man to pay back his king. But it is very possible for the king to cancel that man's debt. And that is exactly what the king does. He cancels that man's debt. The king has that power. The king is able to release the man from his debt, and he does. Last week, we celebrated our 125th anniversary here at Zion. And one thing our guest preacher, President Pingle, said about Zion that he loves is that we keep our eyes focused upon the crucifixion of Christ. We preach Christ crucified, not just from the pulpit, in our Sunday schools and in our adult Bible studies, but we also preach Christ crucified in our homes, to our spouses and our children. We preach Christ crucified in our hearts when we're driving in the car and we remember what Christ did for us on that cross. We preach Christ crucified in our schools when we're seeing our friends do things only unbelievers do. And we do not follow them. We preach Christ crucified. And we do it for a very good reason. We owe God so much that there is no way for us to pay him back. There's no possible way any person could ever pay God back with a perfect heart and perfect mind. So Jesus himself stands between us who owe and God the king who demands his payment. And Jesus says, I can pay off their debt, all of it. And I will pay off their debt, all of it, through my sacrifice. Jesus can pay off your debt, everything. You have ever owed to God. And he does. Jesus pays the cost for all that we owed to God the King. What Jesus does is so much greater than paying off $10 between friends. And Christ paid it. We owe so much more than even the worst credit card bill. 
And you have been freed from that in Christ. What we owe God is greater than any mortgage of 30 years. And through Christ, you've been released. What we owe God is even greater than $3.5 billion paid back over 200,000 years. That's just impossible for us to do. But Jesus has done something even greater than that. Because here on the cross, in the blood of Christ, God the Father, the King of the universe, has declared that you are debt-free in his eyes. Because of Christ, you're released from what you owe. Your debt to God is wiped clean. Because of Christ, your debt has been forgiven. And if God, the king of the universe, has released you from so much that you owe him, can't we then as Christians also release what our brothers and sisters owe us? Release what our neighbors owe us. Cancel their debt. Release them. Forgive them of wrongdoings they've done to us. When it comes to forgiveness, I always tell people, you don't have to. You get to forgive. Because that's exactly what Christ did for you. He didn't have to. He wanted to. He got to. And he did. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.